more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. It is uh, five minutes after five here on High Tide. Heavy rain falling across the Sydney metropolitan area all the way from Terrigal uh, right down the coast at the moment. The forecast not looking brilliant at this stage. South to southeasterly, 10 to 15 knots. Tending east to southeasterly, below 10 knots during the day. About 0.5 of a metre are the seas. Cloudy, 90% chance of a... 95% chance of a shower. But as we were saying a little bit earlier, Earlier on, uh, it's wind. It's wind versus current at the moment, and the seas are standing up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and the roads will be dangerous. So please take ten knots off the speed that you're doing, and concentrate a little bit more with your driving. Bit like be a little jump, bit courteous yeah, today. Yeah, if you if you if you're speeding out on the roads, it'd be a bit like jumping in the water with sharks. Good morning, Laurie McAnally. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Who have I got there today? I got obviously Kieran and yourself. As uh, Mr. Blake's up at uh, up at the Hunter Valley at the moment, yep. enjoying a uh, a weekend away. He's probably re- recuperating as we speak. Uh, oh, right. If he rings me, he's in, had a tough time. He had that whole big sail down the the yeah, coast of Tasmania. No, I mean, no. life's tough. No, no, like yeah, I'm I'm not quite in Blakey's class, but I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> we're, we're we're going on the ferry back to Adelaide today, then down we're in McLaren Vale for three days, and then back to Adelaide. We're in Adelaide oh, well, for like, six days, expect, and then home. I'll expect a couple of nice wines then from McLaren well, then, Vale. You will, you, well, you will, Madam Madam Lash will make sure of that. Now, I've been fishing every single day this week. Good, because yep. Dave, yeah, from Glenorie, yeah, yeah. all right, he said to me, did Laurie catch a, a, a King George whiting yet? Yeah, plenty of them. Heaps. Good. Well, that's out of your, that's one you tick off. Yeah, I did tick that off, and I caught, um, well, I caught those big um, bite, bite swallowtails, so three kilo, they've Three kilo nanny guy. I caught a heap of them. Okay. And then this week, I'm I'm here. I've become addicted to eggy fishing. Do you know what eggy fishing is? No. It's squidding. Catching squidding. squid with those prawn. Catching squid. Yeah. Calamari. Big calamari up to two kilo uh, with those prawn jigs. I got a so question caught, for you. Yeah. Being a, a non-educated person. Uh, what's the difference between a squid and an octopus? Well, they're both cephalopods. So, but the squid's along. He swim, squid's free swimming, and an octopus is basically walks around on the bottom. And squid's got ten legs, and uh, octopus got eight. So, who's the smartest? Oh, octopus by a long shot. But they, they're all they've all got their faults. But let me tell you this. Down here, the water in down here in Port Lincoln, the water is crystal clear, and you can throw your little prawn clone jig out. It's got all the little uh, squid spikes at the end, or right on the tail. What what would yeah. be the prawn's tail are actually spikes, and uh, you flick it and twist it, twist, twitch it and slash it and move it, and you'll see the squid come up in behind it, and you give it a little little bit of rod tip movement, and suddenly it turns purple or green or brown or whatever, and whoosh. And wax, and wax the lure. It's very spectacular. And so I've caught, oh, I don't know, probably 100, 120 squid this week. So 
I've learned a lot about eggy fishing. Eggy is Japanese for squid, by the way. E-G-I. Oh, okay. Is that where the word comes? Okay. Yeah, and so I do a I do a session every morning and every afternoon down on the town wharf. I'm staying in a beautiful motel called the uh, Marina Marina Motel, and you can, I can actually catch squid. There's a canal, a mooring canal on one side, and a working uh, jetty, the loading jetty for all the tuna boats on the other side. And uh, I've caught quite good numbers of squid from both of those. And then when I finish my squid session, I put the lures on. I either put a little three-and-a-half-inch uh, blue and silver minnow or a little chrome spoon, like an Abu Tabi. And I have a flick around the place, and I've caught I caught a kingy about two kilo. Oh, yeah, I think he's an escapee from the traps. He was pretty dumb. He could have wiped me out, but he ran straight under the middle of the mooring area and stayed there. I, he was Anyway, I, washed, I actually washed him up the boat ramp because I didn't have any way of landing him. Um, so I got him, and I've got, what did I get, six or so bay trout. And down here, bay trout are Australian salmon, but they're small. So I think an Australian salmon, about six or 700 grams. So I got six of them. And what else did I get? Some Tommy Ruff, which they all think are wonderful to eat. Yeah, they are. Think. They're good. They Tommy are. Yeah. yeah, righto. Anyway, Tommy Ruff. And I've got some monster slimy mackerel, sort of about a kilo each. I've got about four of them, and I've got a snook. Great big long pike looking thing, and I've got a few pike. So I did all that, but they won't let us cook in these flash apartments, Kieran. There's no stove, there's all these signs, no cooking. So because we've got a stove in the car, we've had a couple of car park cook ups. (laughs) No, no, but you know, know, well, we're set up for camping anyway, so we just opened the back of it up, fire up the stove. But Julie couldn't resist these calamari. We've had two feeds of calamari and one feed of King George Whiting. I'm with her. What you have with the calamari? Just straight, or do you have a little bit of garlic in that? No, no. We did one where it's just done in like breadcrumb, uh, just crumb, uh, yeah. crispy, with with some um, 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 smoke smoke paprika in the crumb, and then I did the other ones with sada. We did the other ones barbecued with sada. Oh, okay. And, uh, That's the peanut. Taste. Yeah, yeah, and one, one with a Pinot Grigio and one with a um, Shardy. Yeah, it was all right. And, um, <laughs> the Grigio, I don't know that wine. It's come into fashion over the right. last you, half you, dozen you've got, years. Yeah, that's right. You've got, to, you've got to go with the fashion. <laughs> anyway, we went down to Coffin Bay. Yeah. Coffin Bay's got is just a sensational place to fish. It's... Um, Again, clear water, but if you like your estuary fishing, it's a really nice estuary. Um, apart from the Coffin Bay oysters, which are fantastic, uh, we got uh, I got uh, two nice King George whiting and about seven big garfish just off the launching area, off the pontoons at the launching ramp. <laughs> Very good. So I, so I, got, I got a nice lot of I got a nice feed there, and then we went up to the pub. The pub. The pub. It's called the pub in the scrub. And out in front of the pub while we're having, I'm having a beer, there's about four emus and three kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, it's a wonderful place to visit. It's, uh, if I come back down again, I'll bring a, I'll bring a small boat. But um, well, The, the thing is, Laurie, Laurie hey? the thing is you've got to be able to get back. because look, I used to have a great deal of respect for you because everybody used to say, you know, that you're a living legend. But, mate, when you see a shark, you get out of the water. No, down here they jump in. But you're in a cage. You're, not, you're protected. They can't get at you. Have you seen some of the videos of them chewing up on the cages? Yeah, yeah. I've seen them where they get, get their head stuck in the cage. And Man. you're going to do this? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, look, so, that's one of the things you've got to do. You go to South Australia, and if you don't do that, you shouldn't go. Hang on, the boat, the boat, I'll tell you how far it is. I could, I could throw a rock and hit the and hit the boat that does the cave, that does the shark dive from here. I'm sitting, it's at the, I'm sitting at the gateway to the, oh, my car is, uh, about 50 metres from the gateway to the marina, and the boat's on the, on the first row there. So it's a lovely, big, comfortable boat. No, it's great fun. Mm. Yeah, no, look, it's not yeah. for everybody, I'm sure, but I, I've got a new respect for white pointers. I, I reckon they're just, when you see them just he, sliding around like that. They are majestic. He worries me, Laurie. They're beautiful. He worries me, Grant. Grant, no. he worries no, me. He goes surfing, right? And now, yeah, he, now he yeah, won't go even get in the cage to go down and talk to a shark. You've no, got to go not. down there because there's, I've done that. You've got to go there and get the experience of watching it come up, and yep. he's right in your face, mm. and yep. the jaws come out like this and grab hold of the cage and shake the cage, you know? Yeah, yeah it sounds fantastic. Fantastic. You like, you want to be a, all the buzz thing, you get on the motorbikes and you go to the car races and all I'll, that. I'll, I'll give you a little poem. A little poem. It's called Never Smile at a Crocodile. Yeah, all right. Now, Grant. Yes, please. Has Kieran ever told you what happened to my brother at Crescent Head? No. Well, he got knocked off his board one. He was the only boat person out surfing at daylight one morning. Yeah. He goes to Crescent Head for a month every year in uh, April, May. He got knocked off his board and he went, uh-oh, shark, right? Hopped back on his board. The shark tried to take him head on. Ooh. So the shark got the front end of his board in the in fully in the shark's mouth. Yep. So his his head is about or oh, eighteen inches from the from the jaws of the great white, and it's got about a foot of surfboard in its gob, and it shook him off the board, and then shook the shook the board out of its mouth. He jumped back on the board, and he paddled rather quickly. <laughs> I can imagine. To the, and just just as he paddled, he caught a wave. Oh. So he got he got onto the beach and he was just gibbering in shorthand, and this bloke came down and he tried to tell him there was a shark there, but the words just wouldn't come out. So this bloke thought he'd taken something or smoked something or done something, and the bloke says, "Oh, you know, idiot." He paddles out and he got exactly the same treatment, but he didn't get taken either. Oh. My brother didn't go. Who's a man? My brother is a very very keen surfer. Yeah. He's on the beach at Redhead, so he can surf every day. And he didn't go back in the water for over three months. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it would knock you around. Hey, Loz. Yeah? I just changed subjects for a minute while I well, think about it. Before we take yeah. an ad break. Yeah, you've got to take an ad break. Yeah, we've got to take an ad break. But I'll just ask you this. Cottonmouth Trevally. Yeah, Cottonmouth Trevally. I'll, yeah. I'll leave that with you. I'll come back and talk to you after the break about it. Okay. Last week you told me on Thursday night, go and buy a Penrith jumper and wear it, right? Because I'm passionate Parramatta. Yeah, so awesome. I put the Penrith jumper on, walk in the house. Yeah. Well, I got every explicit under the sun. Yet. And I'm thinking, Graham set me up here. Yeah. We just expected look, look. she'd be a nicer person. Look, <laughs> talking sport. My 10-year-old daughter has started playing for the Casino Cougars. She's training right now. And oh, oof, good stuff. Yeah, it's all the negative boys that ring you up. Like, you know, there's good stuff that happens in the game. 
I gave them the following options. One, fix your streaming service. Two, reduce my subscription. Three, send me a Chromecast free of charge. Or four, get stuffed. <laughs> Talking sports. I want you to stop what you're doing now, folks, out there in your cars. See if you can drive 10Ks an hour. It isn't possible. Are you finished with your... No, no, it's worthy of a rant. Can I lean on your experience in rugby union and rugby league? Yeah. We're going to talk sports. <laughs> Graham Hughes. Gavin Robertson. Peter Tunks. And Brett Padworth. Brain tumour. Migraine. Dementia. Concussion. Have you dyslexia, or someone you love MSA. been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease. Stroke. Epilepsy. Alzheimer's. There can be no cure Dystonia. without research. Parkinson's. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300 Double eight triple six zero. If you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical, dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester, luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peters. Scanpan Cookware, Rydell Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware, Stanley Rogers Cutlery and Sheridan Towels. Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week or shop online. Petersofkensington.com.au why in the world would you shop anywhere else? Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes. So, what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures, or just want the ultimate in luxury, you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale. So go online and view all of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for. For a game of golf you and your friends will love, take the chance to play Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge you'll be raving about for years to come. To make a booking or for more information, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 <laughs> Sport Talk 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's Tackle Today If only I could go it's 19 after 5 here on High Tide. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning, as it is good to have the pleasure of Laurie McAnally. Now, Laurie, I know you know uh, all the Latin names for all of the uh, the, the fish and everything out there. I'm, I'm wearing, I'm, this this cotton mouth, is this just like a fish that's had too many seasick tablets or what? Uh, I don't, I've, I've heard of them. I don't know much about them. Mm. No. Kieran's but, just uh, in love with this photograph. Karen, I think Trevalia Karanax is their... Uh, is their uh, scientific name, but there's about 700 trevally around the world. There's a lot of different trevallies. Yeah. So cottonmouth trevally. Yeah, I like the ones with the sort of extendable mouth, though, those that eat off the bottom. They've got a, this mouth that projects out and forward. It's a, yeah, but there's lots of good trevally. He's got a bottom lip on him. He's got a small mouth, but yeah. a, a good solid bottom lip. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, look, hey, Kieran, I've got a better one for you. You know, with this squid business. Yes. You know, later on in the show, you get to interview a bloke who's tall, does the weather for Channel 7, That's and, and he's on the television. Yeah, oh, yep. 
Yeah, right. So he, he did this thing. He was catching tiger squid in Moreton Bay, and he's got this lure that's got a light in it. As you, as you flick it, the light comes on and off. They're very clever. They cost twenty seven sixty. I bought two of them after watching his show to bring down here. And you know what? Of all the lures I bought, those two haven't caught a, haven't caught a squid. <laughs> so I was 27.60 by two and no result. $57? Yeah, but the Shimano Probably. ones I bought work, the Shimano ones work all right and Yamashita work all right. Right. <laughs> you got the Yamashita from Japan, didn't you? No, no, yeah, oh, you can buy them here, but I got some. I did actually, I did get some from the Tokyo Tackle Show when I was there. And uh, and I, but I've also got some from here. The colour, the, the number one colour, jet black, has been the hot the hot lure. Now, people say to you, you know, if you say to them, look, I suggest you buy use a black black lure or a very yep. dark like a purple uh, yep. in the discoloured water. They say, well, you know, the fish won't be able to see them, but for yeah, some yeah, unknown reason, they they work extremely well. I am using. Oh, I'll tell you because they absorb all the light. They they fit into the eye, the eye, the frequency of light that the fish can see. And uh, the uh, I'm using these jet black lures at night, in the dark. <laughs> all right. But I am fishing. No, I am fishing around the street lights that are on the wharfs and whatnot. So, look, it's an, it's, if anyone in Sydney, look, there's heaps of calamari from Foster South, so you can. You don't get them much north, more than north of Foster, but there's plenty of them at Port Stephens, plenty of them around Sydney. Mm. Go and watch a little video. You've only got to buy three lures. Don't, don't go and buy a hundred, you know. Just go and buy three or four lures. And even places like Clifton Gardens, Taronga Park, uh, oh, I don't think you're allowed on the wharf at Taronga Park anymore, Watson's Bay, wherever you're allowed on the wharf, you can catch squid. I'm telling you now, and plenty of them. Now I'm going to ask you a question while you're talking about wharves and things. I just thought of it when you were like, I can just imagine you fishing around all the different lights. Remember that show that was on TV, black and white. My name's Magooly. Yeah, well, I used to know him. Yeah, I yeah. used to see him. Yeah, yeah well, you just reminded me of him fishing around. What did he fit? What they do that? They shoot that at Kirribilli on the wharf no, there? No, 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 the bottom of Darling Street. Oh, Darling right. Street Wharf, Balmain. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Okay, down there where the water police were. No, no, the other uh, side, opposite the, side. Opposite. No, this, you're looking straight at it, but from the opposite side of the of the, of the the bay. Oh, okay. Yep, I know where you are. Yeah, yeah, down the big hill at Balmain. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, but that's me. Yeah, my name's Magooly. That was funny as. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. So anyway, no. But uh, but if you want to get into squidding, it's it's very cheap and affordable. And you will, I promise you, if you once you learn a few basics, you will catch them. And it's always very popular with uh, when you bring home, you know, a whole heap of calamari for the missus to uh, oh, cook no, up. They, cal- oh, they love them. Look fresh out of the water. I, I ate one sashimi too as well. That was beautiful as well. So look, there's you can look. Was well, he still really wriggling? Good. He was. Yeah. That was the whole idea. Oh, now that take the phone off the hook, we'll get the animal activist ringing up. Oh God, up. Peter! They always ring me, Peter. Peter, actually, I actually have had a phone call years ago from from not from Peter. I got rung up by one of the other ones. Yeah, and I, I won't tell you on air what I said. So, but yeah, but you only the, what gets me with this, right? Is you you only need to grab a snorkel. Jump down, you know, near a reef and watch them in, in their, you know, in their natural surroundings. Hey, yeah. they, they're not kind to each other. 
No, well, just so people know, a squid, because of his, uh, he's a high-energy animal, Yeah. Um, a squid eats about a quarter of its own body weight a day in small fish and shrimps. Yeah. So they don't muck around. They're eating, you know, a, a one-kilo squid is eating, you know, sort of 250, uh, 500 grams of... Uh, sorry, one kilo is eating 250 grams. I'll get my maths right yet. Uh, is eating 250 grams of little fish. So he's probably eating 20 little fish every day. Hmm. Which is why they're so aggressive to the lures. Yeah. They really whack. They really whack the lures. And I had one really big one. He took twenty yards of drag off off a pretty fair dinkum drag setting. Anyway, I better give you a quick fishing report for up north. Okay. There's still plenty of Spanish and spotty mackerel. A few coves. They've had some bad weather up there, Kieran. Have you had crook weather in Sydney? Yeah, we got the weather. Yep. Yeah. Well, they've only, only fished. I think they only fished two days this week, according to Terry. But, you know, Terry's a bit of a, you know, he doesn't go out when it's rough. Neither do I, by the way. I like it flat. Uh, there's still plenty of bonito in the bay. Um, been some good yellowfin caught offshore up to around the 10 kilo mark by people trolling there. Now, they're at Fish Rock, round Fish Rock, if you can beat the sharks. But they're sprinkled right along the 60 metre line. So if you just basically troll from anywhere between Hathead and, um, and I guess, Coffs Harbour along the 60 metre line, you'll find them. There's, there's quite a few of them. And uh, they get, you know, some of the boats have been getting three, four, five yellowfin for a trip. Right. So they're nice, nice, nice eating size. You know, they're six to ten kilo fish. So that'd probably be the pick of the things to do if you don't want to go and catch the mackerel. Snapper and bottom fishing are a little quiet again. Uh, we don't know what's going on there. Um, they should be starting to fire up. They fired up last week and then went quiet again. So the boats have scratched all week for for good bottom fish. And there's a few spanner crabs out the front, which is nice to see because we thought we lost most of them in the flood. So there's a few spanner crabs turning up. So there's a bit offshore, rock and beach, cobia off the rocks and and some uh, tuna. You can spin bonito. little sprinkling of tailor this week and not bad size. I've been around sort of since Christmas, but these are nice fish, you know, kilo and a half sort of fish. Uh, there's been a few on Smoky Beach and most, and a few on the rocks. So, so they're worth chasing. Brim are quiet. Whiting are not bad, but quiet. North Gap would be the pick if you want to feed a whiting. Uh, and then in the river, again, um, still plenty of flatties right, right spread right through the river. Good whiting up above Jerseyville Bridge and up to uh, Gladstone Smithtown. Quite a few bass too, Kieran. So from what I hear, some nice bass up to two kilo around okay. Kempsey. Oh, they've been there all year though. There's been a lot of bass in the river this year, and. Um, for whatever reason, there's been a lot of really good-sized ones. So, uh, and and they, normally they would go right upstream, but I think because of all the floods, they may have problems. Oh, look, I haven't been up the river. I have to. I should go and put the canoe in and go for a paddle and have a good look at the river. But uh, but there's been plenty caught around Kempsey. I'll tell you, up for, between Kempsey and Green Hills, and then up towards what they call the dairy, which is a big shed on the hill. You can't miss it if you come around the corner at Green Hills. On that corner where the dairy is, you get a huge amount of good bass. It's really deep. It's about 50 feet deep. They get, they just sit in the hole there, and they're very easy to catch. So other than that, we look, we're still having a good time. Um, most of the fishing will stop from, to, well, I'll, I'll fish a bit today, but, uh, yeah, once we get back to Adelaide, I think we're we're, we're doing all more coot and culture type things. Okay, when are you on. coming back home? Oh, back on the 15th of April. Oh, Okay. So I've got three days at uh, in the wineries, then I've got six days in Adelaide itself, and then we head home. So three days to get home. Well, I, when I'm driving up there this week, I won't have to wait because you won't be there. I won't be there. 
Yeah. You'll, you'll be out of luck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just keep travelling, Kieran. You can sleep in the garage if you want. Okay. <laughs> That'll be a step up. <laughs> no, no, I'll get a nice double bed downstairs. I'll, I'll leave you go, and I will tell you, it's a it's a very very good place to come and have a fish. If you, but it's a long, it is a long way from home, but it's a good place to fish. Good on you, Laurie. Enjoy your week, and we'll chat next week. See you later, Laurie McInerney there on High Tide on the Super Radio Network. Kieran, your mind is ticking over. What's up? Nothing, nothing. I'm just waiting for my. Uh, What's her name to arrive? Your hash browns. That my hash brown. Okay, <laughs> 29 after 5. Next time you're at the shops, take a second to spare because there are people in our community who need a little extra care. Those who live week to week, pay by pay, miss out when the shelves are bare because it was their only shopping day. All we ask is you buy what you need. Don't buy into the fear as the vulnerable miss out across the country far and near. A message from foodbank.org.au, where every dollar donated is two meals created. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au. Or phone Ray on 040-66-71-355. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make finance easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit license number 392182. Lucy was just five when she was removed from her parents after years of trauma and neglect. Her elderly grandparents took her into their care, but they were desperate for help to meet her needs. Thanks to Mission Australia, they're now wrapped in a blanket of support and Lucy has transformed into a happy, healthy girl. Help vulnerable Australian children and their grandparents when crisis hits. Call 1-800-888868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au to donate to... 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is 27 minutes away from 6 o'clock. An interesting day if you're heading out. Well, I don't know if you should be actually heading out to sea. Um, a bit lumpy out there. Wind versus current and it's starting to stand up a little bit. Kieran Ricky's very happy. He's got his hash brown. I have got my hash brown, which is very good. But while we're talking about it could be quite difficult out there mm-hmm. in the ocean, also on the roads. And I'd like to hear what PJ has to say about that. Any lunatics out there this morning, PJ? No, no he, he's coming up shortly. We've got Stevie online. Stevie, oh, Stevie Bowler. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I'm not on the road at the moment, uh, surprisingly. So, uh, have you got much rain out where you are? No, not a, not an awful lot. We did have last week. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the sky now, and uh, there's some banks over to the east and so forth, but uh, nothing over Tenerfield itself. Uh, but that sort of as soon as that April hits, you know, the the weather starts to change up here, and it's it's brisk this morning, and it, it's only going to get cooler. So. Uh, I feel bad for Shambler, you know, because he goes to uh, school over the border. He, uh, you know, in daylight saving times, he lives like a king. You know, doesn't have to get up too early, and he gets home a little later, but still plenty of, of sunshine in the afternoon. Yeah. In winter, that's a different kettle of fish. He's got to get down there to the bus stop and ride his bike down there for 7 a.m., and it's it's awful cold when it's proper winter up here. It's It's, you know... Sort of chews your nose off and your ears off type cold, and uh, I, I feel for him because it's it's definitely on its way. You can feel it in the air at the moment, and of course that has the flow-on effect of the, uh, the impact on the fishing. It, it slows down the metabolism of fish and, and so forth, makes them a little bit more reluctant to bite and things like that. So yeah, it changes things around, and obviously the, the you know, freshwater yabbies and things go. Uh, very dormant and things like that over the winter months. So, you know, things change, but other species come on and and things like that. So we we do have options. So we're, we're not bereft of options. And, of course, you know, winter for us is, is sort of time to think about, you know, things like rabbit curries and uh, and that sort of thing. It, it, you know, dust off the slow cooker because, you know, so over summer it's just, a little bit warm, you don't use the slow cooker as much, but in winter, that slow cooker is on just about every day. Aren't they, aren't they fantastic? You can, oh, especially awesome. for working people, right? Mm. You get up in the morning, you just chuck it, chuck whatever you're, you're going to cook in, put it on low, go to work, come home, and dinner's cooked. Exactly right, exactly right. And for game meat, especially, uh, you can do so much with the, the slow cooker. It, it, all game meat wants to be cooked either hot and fast or low and slow. I say that all the time. But you can do venison uh, curries, you know, you can sort of really mix it up a bit, you know, and, and uh, also your, your, your humble bunny does so well in a slow cooker. It just transforms from, you know, I, I always laugh whenever I see a, you know, a movie where they sort of got a bunny over a fire on a spit and I know that, yeah, you're you're basically eating bunny jerky right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is going to be an absolutely horrible meal. But uh, in the slow cooker, that that meat really does just transform, and, and your bunny is is something that's 
really magnificent. You throw a little bit of uh, chopped up bacon through there as well, just to give it that extra pop. And uh, goodness me, there's there's some um, really awesome <laughs> food coming up for the the Bowler household over the next uh, few months. What would what would be your favourite? Uh, what would be your favourite to cook in a slow cooker, and how would you do it? Oh, absolutely! I've told guys this before. Best thing is the um, our butter rabbit. You know, uh, basically a butter chicken, but we do it with rabbit. So get yourself some some young rabbit, quarter it up. You want to brown that in a, a fry pan just quickly, not not cooking it through. You just caramelize just the yep. outside. Throw it in your slow cooker. A few jars of the uh, butter chicken sauce that you can get from, you know, I think Patak make one. Uh, you know, a whole range of people make them. They're all pretty good. Um, I like a, a reasonably spicy one, and uh, yeah, whack that on for eight hours or so, seven to eight hours. Come back with some uh, jasmine rice, and uh, holy weaver, it's good stuff. You know, the, the meat is falling off the bones, but you're going to be sucking the, those little rabbit bones absolutely clean. But it is just so good, perfect, really, really good. So, and it and it's simple and, and easy to make, and of course you can. Yeah, if you're not a, a rabbit sort of person, you can do it, obviously, with chicken and, uh, you know, other meats, pork and things like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's an easy thing to do. If you don't have yourself a slow cooker, it's something you really want to invest in. The, the cheapest chips, like air fryers. Yeah. I, I don't know how I survived without an air fryer. Now I've got one. I, I love it. Such a, such a handy thing. And, uh, you know, you're not using all that hot oil and, and things like that. And you can do your uh, fish and chips and things like that in it, and it's it's really good and, and really easy. So it's not, not as good for battered fish and chips, but for, for crumbs and things like that, really awesome. And perfect, yeah. With We have never turned the oven on in <laughs> over 14, 15 months, Brendan Roy. Uh, just the, yes. just use the um, the fry cooker. Yeah, oh, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, the, does you know? Uh, we buy the portions of meat, like the mm-hmm. fillets, and um, fantastic, unbelievable. It co- yeah. it cooks food so well, and vegetables. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Things like zucchini and uh, you know capsicum and things like that that you'd usually sort of go. Oh, you know, how am I going to get around this? You know, pop those through an air fryer and, uh, you know, sprinkle some uh, rock salt over the top of them. And, mm. and if you want, you can do what I do and just give them a cheeky little grill afterwards just just to give them a bit of brown and, uh, again, that caramelisation that really pops the flavour out. And, yeah. uh, but you can also yeah. just give them, brush them with some light oil. Yes, yes. And, and that'll bring that, and you'll get that with, brown. With oil, you know, you really cheap is is nasty with oils. You want to spend a bit more money on on a quality oil. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're putting it in your body, you know, it's it's not like a car. Yeah, you, know, you want to you want to get the best that you can possibly afford because it's uh, it really does make a difference. It's chalk and cheese, and yeah, you know, it's the thing with a cheap olive oil as opposed to a nice olive oil. If you have that olive oil with a bit of, uh, 
you know, uh, balsamic vinegar and just oh. dipping some bread in. Oh. Cheap oh. How good's that? I don't mind <laughs> drinking a bit of balsamic vinegar. Oh, yeah. We we get the uh, caramelised balsamic vinegar up here, and it's sensational stuff. Yeah. It's really, really good from the uh, olive place just across the border. And um, and yeah. balsamic vinegar is not dissimilar to olive oil, too. The, the better quality you buy, the better the taste, too. The cheap stuff's 100%. okay, but... Yeah, it's, it's again, you know, life's too short to eat rubbish food. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're only alive for a brief period of time, and you're dead for an awful long time. So take a leaf out of Alan Blake's book. Don't eat rubbish food. You don't just eat the <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> very, very wait bad. a minute. I just can't quite afford to eat what he does. Hey, no, look, no, no. He's not sorry. here, so we can stick the you know, knife. I'm going to eat. Yeah, I'm going to eat a yabby. And pretend it's a lobster. <laughs> so, yeah, but a bit, again, a yabby with um, you know, the difference between, oh, let's put some margarine on this or let's put some actual proper butter, yeah. salted butter on, on yeah. this uh, yabby tail. And, uh, yeah, you, you just don't look back. And you, your body is designed to eat that. Yeah, people go, oh, no, you know, saturated fats and animal fats and things like that. So, no, your body actually does need Your brain that. needs fats. Hundred percent. You, you. People go. Oh, I want to have low cholesterol. It's like, no, you don't. Your brain is cholesterol. <laughs> yep. You need it. <laughs> yep. Totally. And a lot of people. It's it's all about balance, isn't it? That's the thing, you know. And I've always been of the opinion, you know, if you put butter and margarine out in the sun, the flies will go to the butter. The flies won't touch the margarine. Man, flies no. will eat anything. If they won't eat margarine, you need to be thinking about well, I'm what, what's going on yeah. here. Exactly. Why do I have it? Yep, true. Exactly right. And look, each to their own. You know, if, if you love your margarine, I say all power to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, myself, yeah. Yeah. No, butter's definitely the way to go for me, too. Okay, <laughs> now we're for that big cooking segment. I suppose we better go and see yep. if we can get a cooking segment from uh, our good friend PJ. He'll have something to say it's about cooking as well. We're in the, in the uh, kitchen. Don't, don't uh, discount PJ when it comes to cooking, that's for sure. Yeah. You got to drop a line in this week before we go? Uh, that's the plan. Uh, we'll, we've, got to, we've got to buy a, uh, a vehicle at some stage this week and then uh, not sure what I'm getting. I'll get something or other. And then I'm out to Lightning Ridge for Easter oh. for a fireworks show. So oh. it's going to be fun. If you want to spend Hopefully. a couple hundred, I'll see you a BMW. <laughs> no, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Stevie. Have a good one, buddy. Enjoy uh, your fireworks display. Thank you. Ciao. It is 18 minutes or 17 minutes away from six. Yeah, and don't forget, you can book him for that. He does do yeah, that. licensed pyrotechnician. Yeah, hmm. he is licensed to do that yeah. as well. And, and he'll be out on our fishing shows. Don't forget our fishing shows. Talk to Lenny Pascoe. Mm-hmm. You can go on, online and look that up um, about the high tide fishing shows, yeah. which we're going to try and organise to uh, take Grant Boyden with us and he can talk about surfing and talking to the sharks. <laughs> Thank you. 
You just want me to be bait for the sharks, I know. No, I know. no, yeah. no. You're going to sit in a little cage a with Laurie McAnally and you're just going to dangle me into the water and say, here comes the sharks. That's right. Nothing like this was established in other countries. In my humble opinion, we should have this voice on a higher run first. Brent Bultitude. I won't be voting for the voice. I won't be saying yes. But I think Aboriginal people have got more power than any other people in Australia now. This is what gets me. There's something not legitimate about all this. These are people that have needed help since I was a girl, and I'm 77. <laughs> Brent's Voltitude, following John Laws on 2SM. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option, and with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun so you can loosen and tighten those hard-to-budge wheel nuts. Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12 foot power source. So go to EasyJack, that's E-Z-I-J-A-K dot com dot A-U or phone Rebecca on 0427-290-297. Hi, I'm Graham Hughes. If you need help managing arthritis, do as I did and try Arborvitae Joint Health. After I finished my football career, old injuries meant my life was full of aches and pains. That was until I discovered Arborvitae Joint Health. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms do persist, consult your healthcare professional. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300-879-863. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only 13 minutes away from 6 o'clock. PJ has backed the truck up. Good morning, sir. Good day. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. What have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. By the time I left home and got home yesterday, it was 17 hours. Oh, gee. Uh, and then I'm on the road. Up past seven and I'm up again at three o'clock this morning. So, that's, I had to drive being a, a long distance driver. That's, work, that's working too hard, mate. No, no. Well, you know, 
fish and chips and hunting trips in America don't come cheap. As long as you've got yeah. a goal. It, look, well, no, I hope, hopefully I'll find... <clears throat> sitting up in that truck's out. like sitting in a lounge room. Sorry? Up in that truck of yours is like being in the lounge room. I must be missing something. Why? Well, I just drove a bonneted day cab up, mate, mate. There's nothing comfortable about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, straight liners aren't too bad. The, ben- the benders are very comfortable. Yeah, they're, 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 they're pretty comfortable to get in and do a few things, so... But anyway, not here to talk about trucking. No, let's fishing. talk about fishing. Rightio. Um, Cottonmouth Trevally, commonly known as the Bassett's Hole Trevally. Um, I saw Richie Cummins catch one one day down at Dalla Dalla. We're fishing for snapper, and we used to go down to the RSLX Services Club competition down there, and, and Richie got one. And they're, they're called Cottonmouth because their mouth, when you opened it up, is stark white. And they've got these little fibres on the inside of their cheeks, and that's why they looks like cotton. So that's why yeah. they call them cotton mouth. But they, like I said, they're commonly known as Bassett's Hulse Valley. And um, yeah, they're, they're still weird looking fish across the between a Trevally and a, a blue eye, in a way. It almost looks like, you know, it's, it's a dinosaur. Yeah, well, they, you get them on the bottom, you get them on top. As Laurie said, they're a matter of the Carragher family, which is, um, but these ones are, um, like, uh, you're um the sub family, and um, yeah, they go like blazes when you hook them, and um, apparently they eat all right too. So. Well, he looks to have a good good shoulder on it. Yep, yeah, yeah they're, they're deep set body. That's why I say cross between Trevally and the blue eye. It yeah. gives you the physical proportions of it. But um, no, it's it's all going it's all going good up here, fish wise. Um, we haven't seen any cottonmouth Trevally, but. Oh, I know there's been plenty of snapper around. I know Benny Pake, he's, he's had over 60 kilos of snapper. He only did that two days this week because of uh, other things he's been doing. But, yeah, um, he's had a few moeys and sleep and pearl perch in his traps as well. So we're just waiting for this current to back off and then we might start going out looking for the bar cod. But um, as we're talking about the Bonito there, you can't go wrong around any of the headlands or any of the offshore bombies at the moment. And the old favourite trick, trolling a pink squid or, you know, a Christmas tree lure, that's going to get you a box full of Bonito in no time. Or um, the good old faithful half by quarter silver slug. Anything, any bait fish profile spun. Um, now, the good thing about Bonito is you cast it and you let it sink for a while. And if you're in deepish water, like 40 metres of water, let it sink, you know, count the 10, and then rip it back, and rip it back pretty much flat flat stick, and you'll be right there. The Bonito will hit it. They love a lure that's coming up from beneath them up towards the top. They'll, they'll tackle those with gusto. So they like so a chase? They do like a chase. <sighs> and um, But like I said, Green, if you want to go trolling um, behind your yacht, you know, if you get a fair old clip going up, that pink squid just tied off the back, that'll go all right too. Cool. And if it's if it's um, bouncing around on top, just put a small sinker in the skirt of the squid and then tie your, your leader on to that, and that just gets it down below and that'll help um, help get a better action out of the lure. How far should we be trying to get it down? Oh, mate, just below the surface. If it b- breaks the surface every now and then, it's not a bad thing. Cool. But if it's constantly flat Yeah, if it's just top, bouncing across the top, then no, no fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no fun. But, um, yeah, there's still a few mulloway off the beaches up here. The uh, the river's gone quiet for flathead, mainly because they probably can't see it through the mud. 
that the, um, the, the the fish that have been caught have been caught in the shallows, you know, like in a foot or two foot of water, where they get getting a bit of warmth because that um, dirty water is a bit cold. So what they're doing is sitting in the shallow water, getting the heat, and then they chase surface baits or vibes like the Senakai vibelicious. Um, I did get a couple on the Prolua metal vibe, so they're going okay in that. But it's you got to think that when it's dirty water, their sight's not the best, so they go for smell and they go for vibration to pick things out. Their, their eyesight in dirty water is a hundred times better than what ours is. At, yeah. At, you know, like they bring in the other senses of. Um, of uh, search and, and destroy, if you want. The, uh, they're pretty good. The brim fishing, that's, I'm looking forward to the brim season because there's some good brim starting to show up, good shoulders, and the tailor, the tailor that have turned up, um, mainly on the beach from Crowdy up to um, Kylie's, uh, Abbey's Creek and further up to Kylie's, has been fishing really well. I've seen some stud fish coming in up to nearly four kilos. So you hook one of them on. If you're just using like eight kilo gear and spin and pillies, you've got a hell of a hell of a battle on with those four kilo tailor because they deep, broad, big tail and a very strong uh, tail wrist or peduncle as they call it, and uh, they can really put on a stink. And you get them just in behind the white water, trying to get them up. They're masters at throwing the hooks. So the tip is when you're fighting a fish like that, people want to go down to the water's edge. You're actually better off moving back up the beach a couple of yards changing the line angle and if there's a fish that wants to jump change your rod angle so instead of having your rod pointing up have it horizontal parallel to the ground and what that'll do that'll lower the rod angle you can keep plenty of pressure on you utilize the whole blank and the angle being flatter stops him from jumping and that's a trick i picked up off rod harrison when i was fished up at a woonga with him any fish that jumps if you run that rod at the horizontal um angle it's going to limit the amount of jumping he'll do because the the pressure is a different angle for him. Yeah. Why are you talking about horror? I see him on the Facebook a couple of times of late as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, he looks good. Looks like he's trying. Pete, what about the change in the tides? We're talking about a metre in the change. Yeah, a metre run's not too bad. That's getting... That's um that's that's getting pretty uh, pretty up there. You got to remember the slow the the smaller the tide change. So if you get 0. 0.6 to 0. 0.8, you're going to have a slower run in the water. It's not going to run in force. You get a 1.4 or 1.6 change in tide, it runs pretty hard. You know, like you might have a, a 0. 0.2 going to a 1.8 when we get the big moons and the darks, and your you, your window is limited. So your top and bottom of the tide is the area to fish then. So what will happen when the current's weakened, that's when the bait fish will start to get out and that's when the predatory fish will come out looking for the bait fish. The bait fish can't swim in the hard current, so they take refuge and they'll get it, be in an eddy somewhere. So in the bigger tides, fish your eddies. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's just a matter of being where the bait is. Yeah, you know, well, Grant was talking about the, when he was looking at, at Queensland, there was uh, at the Gold Coast there was a lot of eddies up there. And a yep. real big one as well. But it uh, looks, yeah, looks well, good up, the up there. Well, that's why you fish eddies like um, Flint and Steel and, and, and Juno Point. Because the fish aren't dumb. They'll sit there and wait for the food to come to them if the option's there. Well, it's like Laurie saying, the reef is the supermarket and we're doing a delivery. 
Yeah. You know, so, you know, the fish are going to be where the bait's going to concentrate, and you've got to be able to put something in there to make that fish go, oh, here's something, bang, I want to hit it. Yeah. So it's no use fishing where they ain't going to be. Like, if, if the current's screaming in the Hawkesbury River, don't go and fish the middle of the river, go and fish an eddy. So on a big run-out tide, Juno Point is a really good spot to be because it comes down the point and it eddies up. And yeah, fishing um, that eddy, four boat lengths out. You're fished in Sydney Harbour, and I know you fished the Hawkesbury really well. Last week, um, Mike from the Complete Angler was telling me that they caught a hair tail in Sydney Harbour near the bridge. Yeah, well, Clifton Gardens used to be quite a popular spot for them. I mean, the hair tail haven't left the Hawkesbury. Like, there's there's 30 baits wide of flint flint and steel fishing for them every night at the moment and every afternoon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we used to catch them in the Clifton Gardens, and we used to also catch them... Um, off Bull's Head, there's a deep hole there off Bull's Head. Okay. We used to catch them, and we get them up here. We've actually caught them off the beach up here too. PJ, we've got to leave it there, I'm afraid, if you're heading what out this horn? week. <laughs> you might not be in the truck. I'm not in the truck. I'm sitting <laughs> next to it. I'm just throwing <laughs> my bag in, and I'm about to do my pre-trip inspection. It's approaching news time at the top of the hour.